Welcome back to The Caring Counselor, the space where we dive deep into personal stories, share experience and shed light on the often unspoken. Today, I'm honoured to host a very special guest who will provide an intimate look into their journey of identity and mental health, specifically regarding their transgender experience. In a world where understanding and empathy are more critical than ever, it's essential to listen to real stories from real people. So sit back, open your hearts and minds and join us in today's enlightening conversation. So, hello Noah. Hiya. How are you doing? I'm I'm alright, a bit nervous, but I'm good. No, I completely understand that. Don't worry, I'll try and make it as chill as I can. So, thank you for joining me and for your willingness to share your personal journey. So, can you begin by telling us a little bit about yourself and your background? Of course. So, first of all, thank you for having me. Uh, this is an honour. And for my my name's Noah. I use he him pronouns. Uh, I have had a lot of mental health struggles since I was seven, and I'm now twenty two. Um, I had a really hard um childhood. I was bullied, and I didn't have the best home life. Um, and therefore I have uh, a lot of mental health issues as an adult, as well as, uh, finding out I was trans and figuring out, um, what that meant to me and my journey. Okay. It it does sound like you've had a very difficult time. So I, I appreciate, you know, your candidness. So what does identity mean to you? So in context of your transgender journey? So for me, identity is establishing a connection with myself and who I am. Um, A lot of people think identity is um, a a personality trait or like what your personality is. Uh, And for me, uh, personality is definitely part of that, but um, regarding my transition, I have to connect with myself in the way my brain is. Um, yeah. I, I don't know whether that makes any sense, but identity no, 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 it does. Is, it does. is something that I have to, I have to live my true self as, um, yeah, yeah. See, that's such a powerful concept, isn't it? And mm. it seems like you were wise from a very young age, uh, which is really, really refreshing. Yeah, definitely. I, I definitely um, have been told that I have an old soul um, because I matured quite young, um, like mentally matured quite young. Um, so finding out that I was trans and... Uh, definitely complicated things. Um, yeah. But once I'd figured out, it truly uh, it's definitely helped me become more myself and be able to combat my mental health head on instead of um, walking around the subject. If that makes sense. Yeah, and honestly, that's that's amazing that that you're able to do that as. As hard as that would have been for you, mm-hmm. it is still amazing. So yeah. when did you first become aware of the disconnect between your assigned gender 
and your true self? So I first started questioning my identity and my gender when I was uh, probably around 10 or 11, Mm. um, which is quite young. Uh, I didn't have a name for what I was feeling. I just didn't feel connected to the body that I was born in. And mentally, I knew that I was different. I was... I was not a typical girl um, and that sent me into a massive spiral of of questioning both my gender, my sexuality and um, in turn declined my mental health in uh, more so than it was. Um, obviously going through a hard childhood is going to affect your, child, uh, your mental health anyway but Questioning your whole self definitely adds a different level to it. Yeah. Um, again, it it just sounds like there's multiple levels mm-hmm. of of trauma that that you had to deal with from yeah. from such a young age. So it's all well and good to say, you know, I have an old wise mind, but you know, there's a reason for that. And while some may say that it's good, mm. um, you know, sometimes. It can lead to to a lot of trauma, can't it? Yes, definitely. So many people may not understand the relationship between gender identity and mental health. So would you be able to share some insight into how they interplay in your personal experience? Of course. So um, for me, um, not being able to um connect with my dead name uh so for anybody who doesn't know what a dead name is it's the birth it's the name that you was assigned at birth um so for me i didn't connect with that name uh it was a very feminine name um and it just i never felt a connection to it so um when i was called that name and when i was called uh she her pronouns I, it it just felt wrong. There was a, a complete disconnect, and every time that was said, I would hate myself a bit more. And mm. already having mental health issues, and I mean, I've had, as I said, I've had them since I was seven or eight. I don't exactly remember a time where there wasn't any mental health issues, so. For me, I've always experienced mental health issues and questioning and having that disconnect um, from my gender, um, it definitely, uh, it affected it because I'm trying to think of the words. Um, Gender dysphoria... Uh, is similar to body dysmorphia. Um, There is that disconnect, there is that hatred um, to your body for different reasons. And not being able to be perceived as the person I knew I was, so I knew I was trans, like I knew I was a boy, but I didn't have the words to express it. So not being able to... have people see me for who I am 
definitely knocked my self-worth down and my um caused me to isolate a lot from other people um which then obviously infected my mental health uh because I didn't feel worthy I didn't feel true uh I felt like I was lying to a lot of people um mm. which just it, it sucked basically um really took a knock on my mental health and it's only been recently that I have been able to start my medical transition that I have been able to work through some of that trauma and that disconnect uh, that affect my mental health. So yeah, it, there's, there's definitely a big um, connection between identity and mental health and it affects everybody differently. So my story might not add up to somebody else's story and that's completely yeah. fine um identity is individual that is an individual experience and it's the same with mental health so what i'm saying might resonate with some people and might not um but it's okay to not relate to my experiences and that doesn't not um, it doesn't uh, mean your journey is any less, if that makes sense, or any more. Yeah, I mean, I think you summed that up brilliantly. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that many, many will be able to identify with different parts of, of what you've said. So, yeah, yeah, brilliant. In your journey, were there any specific moments or experiences that were pivotal or enlightening for you? Um, yeah, so when I uh, left home at 16 and a half, I uh, moved out of, of my family home and my childhood home. Um, a little bit later on, I moved down into a completely new area with completely new people. Um, and at this point, I wasn't out so I wasn't out as Noah I was still going by my dead name and dead pronouns um and when I moved down here I didn't know anybody so I'd already figured out that I was trans I had the name for it I just didn't feel comfortable coming out and telling people because uh the people that were in my life um weren't exactly um the best with with stuff like that so when i moved to a new area i decided to be my true self i came out um i came out to college when i started i came out to family members i came out to everybody on facebook um i just i started afresh i i moved down here uh in 2018 in june 2018 and i came out in by august slash october time um and i i just started a whole new like i i became myself i i couldn't live a lie anymore so that was definitely a pivotal 
journey for me. So that was just a, I'm in a new area. I, I'm going to live my true self. And if people don't like me, then so be it. I, I don't know anybody anyway. So they'll only have to get to know me as Noah, um, which definitely helped um, me. But I know obviously that's not something that other people can do. Um, and I think reaching out and, and discovering yourself is a journey in itself. So like the coming out obviously is a journey, but discovering your identity and who you are is a journey within itself. Um, so if, if there's any questions or anything like that, I would definitely, um, search them or see if you can make some friends within the community that you can ask and lean on for support um that definitely helped me so yeah yeah i mean community is such an important thing isn't it especially when you feel so isolated and um, you kind of feel like there is no sense of community mm-hmm. um definitely like i i didn't have a lot of um a lot of friends anyway but I didn't have a lot of uh LGBTQ plus friends that I knew of mm. um, so when I did uh make a friend who was trans it opened my eyes and it it that was the moment where I knew um yeah. and I had a name for what I was feeling because obviously I knew that I was different but having and making that friend it was it solidified okay this is who I am um so that was definitely something that enlightened me to myself yeah I mean and after all that time of confusion it must have Mm -hmm. felt like quite a release to kind of put a name to how you were feeling and to kind of plan forward definitely yeah well thank you for sharing that yes i did so what challenges do you think you faced during this journey both internally and externally and how do you think that you've navigated them um i'll start internally um so i have faced a lot of challenges both internally and externally but we'll start internally i have a constant battle within my brain of was it worth coming out so I have a few people um who aren't accepting of of my transition um and I have lost people um due to coming out so the internal battles that I've struggled with is is was it worth losing people was it worth having just people you don't exactly know hate your existence um I really struggle with how I see my body and how others perceive me um other, others might not notice the things that I do but I think they do if that makes sense I think they notice mm-hmm. more than they probably do and 
it's a fight um, of uh, I, I, I don't know how to word what I'm trying to say here. Uh, it's, it's almost a, like an inner conflict, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. There's two sides of my brain of if um, I hadn't have come out and I hadn't have been my true self, I wouldn't be here. Uh, I have attempted to um, kill myself a few times. Um, and if I hadn't have come out, I, I simply wouldn't be here. So yeah. coming out saved my life in a lot of different ways. But then there's also that in, uh, conflict in my brain of was it worth losing the people you did just to save yourself, if that makes sense. Because uh, some of these people were quite important to me. Um, mm. So that's the internal kind of struggle. Um, and I have spoken to my therapist about it. I have spoken to my friends. Mm. Um, so I'm definitely still learning how to navigate that conflict and that challenge, but I have definitely become more wise to coping mechanisms with that. Um, and externally, I have faced a lot of uh, hate from people who I don't know, yeah. uh, which a lot of people think, oh, you don't know them, so it's not going to affect you. But it does because you're hated purely just for being who you are. Yeah. Um, and especially with everything that's going on in media and, and with the government parties and stuff, um, it's brought a lot of more challenges to the whole community, uh, including myself. Yeah. Um, and again, I've, I've spoken to my therapist, I've spoken to friends, family, um, and I have definitely started learning how to navigate. I wouldn't say that I've mastered it. I don't think anybody can say they've mastered um, navigating mental health, but definitely learning and if something doesn't work, trying again and finding something that does um, has definitely helped navigate the, the difficulties of, of being trans and struggling with mental health issues. Yeah. I mean, it sounds to me like you needed to learn boundaries in terms of what you can do for yourself mm -hmm. and how to put yourself first. And I know yeah. you say that, you know, you lost you lost a few people on the way to becoming your true self. And yeah. I think you know what I'm going to say to you is that if somebody isn't going to accept you at your worst, they don't deserve you at your best. 100%. And like I have definitely learned that over the past five years. Um, and coming out at 17 and um, being classed as young um, when I came out, I was still very new to the adult world, if that makes sense. 
Um, mm. And I didn't know how to place boundaries, um, especially with the, the, the childhood that I had. I didn't know exactly what healthy boundaries were um, because of the bullying and stuff. So boundaries have definitely been something over the past five years that I've learned how to implement and find the right boundaries for the certain situations. Um, I have definitely cut people out or tried to or limited conversations um, with a few people because they've not exactly been accepting of my transition or my mental health issues, um, which was hard, but it had to be done to be able to get to the place where I am now to be able to talk about these things. Um, if this had it been last year, I wouldn't have been able to speak about any of this. So mm. the fact that I've been able to place those boundaries um, has definitely helped helped both internally and external um, issues with those boundaries, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, it absolutely does. And I am so glad that you made the decision to attend therapy because a lot of people think that, you know, I should be able to deal with this by myself. And as a therapist, I have my own therapist. And I always say to my clients, like, even therapists have have their baggage so yeah. you know i'm i'm really glad that you've taken that step and you found someone that you can build that trust with and that yeah. you've got that safe space to express yourself and you're taking things away from those sessions to better your journey and yeah. and your own mental well-being so i am i'm i'm really proud of you for that thank you cuz that's a tough step no problem so you mentioned friends and family and mm -hmm. and your therapist so it kind of goes into uh, the next question I was going to ask you, which is how has seeking or receiving support influenced mental well-being during your transition? So seeking help has definitely been harder than what I thought it would be. Uh, like seeking help is, is always really difficult. Um, but I have thankfully some amazing friends and I definitely have some family members who are incredible with my transition um mm. thankfully because there, there's people who don't have that so I'm thankful that I do have friends and family that are accepting of my transition um mm. and speaking to them has definitely gotten easier over the years and seeking support from them um has definitely gotten easier receiving support isn't always um the easiest for me to do um i have always been somebody who relies on myself and feels like i'm the fixer um okay. i try and fix everybody else but i always ignore my own issues so receiving support um has always been difficult for me, especially when people can see that there's something wrong um, mm. because they've obviously gotten to know me and my my uh, my telltale signs that I'm not okay. Um, they've gotten to know that and 
receiving the support when they've spotted that is is still difficult but i'm i'm obviously learning how to to do that and with my transition um again it's hard because i feel like society has deemed men not able to have mental health issues and with me being trans people i've I've had a few people turn to me and say well you're too emotional to be a man um you're you know men don't cry and and men don't have these issues so you know man up and and things like that and if you want to be a real man you 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 can't do this you can't do that you can't show emotion so seeking and receiving the support is is definitely difficult on my transition as well as mental health because in my brain i again am having that conflict of i've got to suck it up and and was it worth coming out because now i'm not able to express my mental health when it's it's not the case you know men men can cry men have mental health issues too um and seeking help from professionals is again really daunting um on my mental health because of my transition Mm. Uh, again there's people who aren't okay with me purely because i'm trans and i've had a few professionals um that have either turned away from helping me or have helped but implied that my mental health has turned me into trans if that makes sense that i am just escaping my mental health by being somebody else um and i've had that by professional so seeking help from professionals is a lot harder than friends and family but thankfully i've i've uh got a really good therapist that i've had since before covid um that i've connected with and she's completely completely okay with me being trans and she actually supports me through it um which she doesn't look at me as a trans guy she just looks at me as a guy which is really nice and helpful because we're actually able to get on with the the mental health side of things but if if i am struggling with my transition for whatever reason on the day of the session we can talk about that and and you know she's educated herself as well to be able to make sure that she's supporting me the correct way yeah Uh, so yeah i always say this um to clients that you don't always have to stay with the first therapist that you that that you talk to because definitely you know that there could be that clash or in in your case it does sound a little bit stigmatized doesn't it yeah definitely um, so this is kind of a prime example of why you can kind of fish for more mm-hmm. and not settle for less yeah so, you know, it's it's not always like you what the uh stuff that they're showing you and teaching you you may click with the therapist but 
you may not click with the uh what's the word the stuff that you're being taught i can't i can't think of the word yeah yeah the uh, well their techniques could be yeah different their, their techniques that's what i was looking for the techniques that uh they're teaching you may not click with that or you may not be getting the right support from that so it's okay to go on to a different therapist because and as as in relationships for example there's plenty of fish in the sea it's the same with therapists yeah you're not gonna vibe with the same person like the first person you're going with um i i had to go through a few therapists to be able to find the therapist that i have now yeah um, and it's that they to be fair it's more normal to have a few different therapists before you find the right one than finding the right one and staying with it if that makes sense in my opinion it's it's more common to have a few more therapists and find the right one than bonding with the first one straight away Mm. i also think that in going through you know or seeing a couple of therapists, you kind of learn what you need from a therapist and and, and what you don't need. So you can then find the kind of perfect fit for you. Definitely. Um, so it does sound like you have found that that therapist that you have clicked with and that you feel safe talking to. And I oh, think yeah. that's really important, especially at this part of your journey. I think it's so yeah. important to be able to have that safe space. So my next question is kind of like a, it's quite a loaded question. So Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. think like it's you know it's quite an important question um, to ask. So, me, yeah, I'm I'm pretty open about all of this stuff. So, if there's any hard questions, feel free to ask. Okay, thank you. So, there's a saying that coming out isn't a one-time event, but a continuous process. So, how do you personally navigate conversations about your identity, but in the different aspects of your life? Oof. This is definitely a loaded question. Um, yeah, sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Um, so definitely co- coming out definitely isn't a one-time thing. It is definitely a process. It's always, you're always coming out. Even even later on in life, I will still probably be coming out to people. Um, mm. It For me, coming out... I have to feel safe with the person. Um, unless it's professionals or like doctors and stuff like that, where I have to I have to disclose that I'm trans uh to be able to get, you know, the correct help because at the end of the day oh. my body is that of a female. Um so I do have to receive different care to what a biological male um would get. So that is a, a continuous loop of, of disclosing that I'm trans with doctors, uh, hospital staff, things like that, which is not fun, um, but it has to be done. Um, in, in my general day-to-day life, I thankfully am out to most people um that i uh connect with i'm i have a very small group of people that i 
um, associate with. Um, so if I do come in t- into contact with people who I don't typically associate with, I typically gauge them first um, yeah. to see whether they're a safe person. Um, or if it's a friend of a friend, I ask my friend to kind of tell them um, purely just so they don't come in misgendering me. Pardon me, mm. sorry. Um, just so they don't misgender me uh, from the get-go because I've had a few people who um, have done that and it, it makes me feel awkward to be able to come out to them. Yeah. Um I am definitely getting better at correcting people um, and telling people that I, you know, actually I go by he, him pronouns. Um, but I try to um, not come out as much because uh, since I've started my medical transition in June, my voice has definitely deepened. So people typically misgendered me on my voice um, and the way I looked. But now my voice is obviously deepening. Um, my face change. My my face is changing due to the hormones and stuff. So typically, it's it's just what they assume. It's not they haven't got anything to go off. If that makes sense, because most people get confused of like, I don't know whether you're a guy or, uh, or a girl. Mm. Um, so I do have to come out to people. Um, but I don't just come out to anybody. I don't, if I, if I am never going to see that person again, I won't come out to them. I'll just let them misgender me. I'll, I'll just, cor- like, I won't correct them. Whereas if I know that I'm going to see them again, I I will. Um, mm. Only because if we do develop a connection of a, a friendship or whatever, I want them to respect me as a person and who I am. Um, it that that it it complicates my mental health a bit as well, like because there's been people who I've come out to that I thought were safe people and thought that they would be okay with me being trans, but um, they haven't been. And they've said some quite nasty stuff and it's either triggered me uh, with my PTSD or it's just caused me to feel really, really bad about myself, like really shit about myself. Um, But then there's been people who I haven't corrected and I've seen again that have been absolutely incredible when I've told them. Uh, so it's a very confusing uh, process. Um, and yeah, it's, it's navigating the conversations are different for everyone who is going through this and every situation is completely different of the coming out um yeah yeah. it is refreshing that you know a lot of people are 
happy to respect you mm-hmm. as the real you. Um, and there are always going to be ignorant people who just oh yeah, definitely. are disrespectful. You know, definitely. And I think that that you your, yourself you handle yourself well, and I think that you've come to accept that as you are on this journey, um, you are going to have to have these conversations with people, but know yeah. how to differentiate between those that are important and those that are not. And I think that's the most important and crucial part of it, isn't it? One hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. So. You kind of speak about that, and I want to talk about things more while, uh, widely. There we go, widely uh, in terms of society. So, how do you believe that society can better support people going through their own transgender journeys? Whew, uh, this is a very uh, to- like this is a topic that I'm very passionate about. Um, of course, obviously, because. I'm I'm going through it, but as a as a summary of because I could I could go on about this for hours. Um, but society needs to realize that this isn't a choice. The choice that we made was to come out and be ourselves. Being trans and being stuck in a different body to what you identify as is not a choice nobody nobody wishes that they go through this um because it's it's a really difficult situation anyway uh to go through and society needs to learn that everybody's different and it's okay to be different the society like the societal norms are based on out of date facts or out of date opinions that half of the people who try and enforce them don't actually know what they're talking about they're just saying it because other people are saying it Mm-hmm. So, you need to, society really needs to learn about what it means to be transgender and talk to people who are transgender instead of talking over them. Because we're yeah. a very silenced group, we're a very hated group. Um, of society and people believe that we are less than just because we are being who we are yeah um which just isn't the case we are as much of a human being than somebody who is cisgendered who are who is born and identifies with the same gender so it just, yeah, they, with with everything that's going on in, in the, the media and the government currently is based on a lot of biased and 
very hatred um views yeah and what they are suggesting and what they are putting on the trans community is just bang out of order and people need to learn not to um trust everything they hear and and see they need to learn and i think that's the best way to support i guess um but another way is just respecting how we identify so if somebody says i use he him pronouns use he him pronouns if they use they them pronouns just use they them pronouns it is not difficult and the people who believe that they them pronouns are not meant for singular use if you lost a dog and you don't know who the owner is you say oh we need to find their owner you know like we we need to call them and tell them that we have their dog it's 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 simple respecting our identity is the best way you can support somebody who is trans and the whole community Respect. I really, I really do like that example that you just gave. Because the, I think finding the dog. Yes, I. Yeah. That does pertain to the issue quite well, and I think that what you were describing, in terms of some parts of society, the stigma almost causes an echo chamber, doesn't it? Mm-hmm, definitely. And a it's lot, hard to kind of get out of it. Yeah, a lot of people hate trans people because they've been told to. They don't actually have a reason to. Half of the people who have an opinion on trans people have never met a trans person. They have never met somebody who is going through this journey. Mm. And if they had, then they would be completely different. Do you know what I mean? It should be about personal experience. It it should be. It really should be. It, yeah, it, yeah. I, I completely agree. Yeah. So, I mean, I think, again, you've just summed that up really well, and I really do love the example that you gave because it kind of puts things into perspective a bit more so it can mm-hmm. help other people resonate. Yeah. So what advice or words of encouragement would you give to someone at the moment who is beginning to understand their gender identity but is uncertain or afraid of what's to come or the path ahead okay so i would recommend only coming out if it is safe to do so that is one of the main things that i tell anybody who is questioning don't come out unless it's safe to find people online or in your local area that are um, respectful of people who aren't out and talk to them, you know, mm. find find a community of people who are willing to help and support. Um, if you are afraid to come out, 
you I don't know I'm trying to not like get emotional with this one because it's such a it's such an individual pain that people mm. who aren't going through the transition will never know yeah um, be you yeah it it will save your life um the more you hide the more you lie to yourself of i don't need to come out i don't need to come out or this isn't who i am this isn't who i am when deep down you know that <laughs> that it is you um yeah accept it be you um never hide who you are because you are beautiful you are important and you are valued and the fact that you're trans doesn't take away that um everybody has an individual journey that they have to lead even if be that transgender or not everybody has a journey mm. and my to the people who are transgender you are loved no matter what you may not have people in your life that are supportive or you may not know other people who are trans but i can tell you that you are loved and you are supported by the entire trans community and if you've reached out to any of us we will be there. We will support you. And just, it is so worth it. I know I talk about the inner conflict of, is it worth it, is it not? But I know deep down that it is worth it. Being who you are saves your life. And there have been too many trans youth and trans adults that have committed suicide because they haven't been able to be who they are and that statistic keeps going up sadly mm -hmm. and we don't want that we want you to be here we want you to be able to be yourself and find your true self and live the life that you deserve as yourself yeah i mean God, i'm going emotional <laughs> No, I mean, thank you so much for being so raw. I mean, I don't want to say that I can feel your pain, but I can certainly hear it. And I'm so honoured and like that you feel safe to talk about it. And I feel so proud of you because it's yeah. not something, you know, it's not it, it's it's not something that's easy. And as we discussed before, it is almost like an ongoing battle, isn't it? Because mm -hmm. you'll always have somebody who stigmatises or, you know, discriminates just for someone trying to be authentically themselves so yeah i hear you and i'm with you thank you it, it's worth it i promise yeah and and i'm sure that in your moment of vulnerability you've provided people listening with strength i hope so that's that's why i'm doing this because yeah it, it needs to be spoken about it needs to have awareness brought to it yeah yeah and 
yeah, I mean, I just want to say well done because I know that must have been difficult for you. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm I a- say let's 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 move on to something a bit lighter. Yeah. Shall we? Yeah. <laughs> right. So let's look forward a bit. So, mm-hmm. what are some of your hopes for the future in terms of, as we've said before, acceptance, understanding, and support for the transgender community? So. My hopes for the future is people are allowed to be who they are without stigma and without um, hatred towards us. Um, and like, I I just want everybody to, be, everybody to be themselves and just, and I hope that in the future that can happen. Um, I feel like people need to be educated about how to support people who are trans or the whole trans community um so i hope that in the future that that is more spoken about and that the community that the conversation about transgender uh and mental health is not taboo yeah um, it, these these shouldn't be taboo subjects at all these are everyday things that a lot of a lot of the world suffer from so why should they to be be taboo so yeah i I just hope that the these aren't taboo and that people are able to actually understand and and just let it be as yeah so just a wider acceptance yeah 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 if, okay. if you have to, if you have to ignore the fact that the way trans, right? This is this is going to sound really, really backwards, but I would rather people not know that I'm trans, like, or not acknowledge the fact that I'm trans, but use the correct pronouns. And you know, if I speak to somebody and say, "Oh, yeah, no, I'm trans," and you know, I'm really struggling with this, they're like, "Okay, cool." I'm here to support and there's in my brain in my experience there are two different I don't cares so one is I don't care I don't like trans people you know I I don't want anything to do with trans people and then there's the second I don't care of I genuinely don't care who you are as long as you're a nice person and you're happy and Mm. I hope that more people are I don't care who you are. I just want you to be happy. Um, yeah. You know, I don't care whether you're trans. I don't care whether, you know, you're this, that, and the other. I just want you to be happy, a nice person, and I will respect you for being that. If that makes any sense. Like, that's that's my hope of just not having the whole transgender label be something that is your entire identity to somebody because that's not it yeah you are just you and it shouldn't matter about about the added bonuses as they say exactly they should take you as you yeah definitely and i don't think that that's a you know a big ask no not to me (laughs) no no of course and i mean this isn't going to be the same but i have have said to you before how I can relate in some ways to being mm-hmm. stigmatized because, you know, as a disabled individual, it's not the same 
we do feel stigmatized against yeah. a lot of the time. And it <laughs> is just ableism. about that wider acceptance. Yeah, that ableism is similar. Like how the ableism affects mental health is similar to how the transphobia affects mental health because you're being stigmatized for things that you can't change or that you, you have no control over exactly you can't help being disabled you can't change being disabled and you can't change the fact that you're trans and you can't help the fact that you're trans you're just being yourself so it's a very similar concept um obviously it's two different two different topics but it's very similar in the context of things yeah yeah right so lastly is there anything that you would like the listeners to take away from today's conversation about identity and mental health there is a massive intertwine of identity and mental health um the I know that we've we've spoken mainly about my transgender journey, but I hope that you can hear the mental health side of things alongside it, if that makes sense. So yeah. how this has affected my mental health and how the situations that I have spoken about today would affect your mental health. So put yourself in that position of, okay, that would affect my mental health badly. Um, mental health and being transgender shouldn't be a taboo subject this is something that should be talked about and if you are struggling with mental health issues or and being transgender it's okay to, sp to speak about these things it's okay to receive support it's okay to to acknowledge the fact that you struggle with these things yeah um, it took me a long time to get to the point where i've been able to talk about it freely and and it's taken me a long time to be able to get to the point where i can rationalize things in my own brain of okay yes i have mental health issues and yes i really struggle with the fact that i'm trans not because it's not who i am but because of the impact that it has on my mental health i mm. know who i am and i know who um i want to be and who i will be i you have that opportunity to be able to get to the way you want in life mental health is a debilitating issue but with the right support you can do it you can work through it you can you can find yourself mental health is something that leads a lot of people's lives but with the correct support you can live alongside it. Mental health doesn't have to rule your life. Doesn't mean it will ever go away. It might go away, it might not. But you learn how to deal with it. You learn how to cope with it. You learn mechanisms that make you able to live alongside it. Yeah. 
and being transgender on top of it is a whole nother level of hard but you can do it i genuinely want you to believe that you can do it and if you don't believe in yourself me and Gemma will believe in for you we we will absolutely we need to work on that harmony don't we and I'm, I'm i'm an advocate for that definitely you can do it and we believe in you and you can believe in yourself you're allowed to believe in yourself that you things will get better well i, I absolutely adore that sentiment and i couldn't have said it any better myself so <laughs> i just want to thank you so so much for taking the time to answer these questions i think so much of what you've said is really really valuable and i think a lot can be taken away um from what you've said and and how you've answered the question so thank you for having me and and thank you for being allowing me to be your first guest like that's it's an honor that i will forever hold (laughs) it couldn't have been anyone else it couldn't have been anyone else and it is such an important issue that, yeah. that you wanted to discuss that I felt like it would be prudent of me to have this as the first guest episode. So thank you so, so much for joining me. Thank you. And thank you to everybody else that has tuned into this episode. Again, I want to extend my gratitude to my guests for their openness, courage, and for shedding light on intricacies or the... Inc- in- oh, I'm in a moment intricacies of identity and mental health it's conversations like the ones that we've had that help pave the way for a more understanding and compassionate world we are all about that harmony if today's episode did resonate with you or you think it might benefit someone you know please do share it and remember that every story shared is a step towards greater empathy and connection until next time please be sure to take care and to keep the conversation going conversation going.